0: So this is Parsha Parsha's B case. We have Yosef HaTzadik being put in a position on of, of really world leadership for the first time. This is the first time where Yosef HaTzadik is put in a position of being a mashbia, of being a leader, and so that's not insignificant. This is not just this is not just a you know a, a certain event in Jewish history. We know that everything in Torah is establishing a truth for all time. And the first time something happens is the root of that particular inyan. Yosef is the midah. Yosef embodies the midah of Yisaid. Yisaid is a Mida that means hashpa. It means giving. It's connected on the on the body. It's connected to the brismila. So Yosef atzadik, being the midah of Yisaid, being the mashpia, being the the one that that embodies. Shefa coming from heaven to earth, Shefa coming from the Rabbanu Shalom to our world, all bracha, everything that's good in life, all blessing, all abundance, all Shefa, you name it, is all connected to the of yesod and Yosef is the embodiment of that. And this is the first time where Yosef HaTzadik is being put in a position of authority, where he can now establish the reality of this of yesod So, because of this, since this is Yosef HaTzadik, and this is the first time... As Yisvat he's being put in a position of hashpa. So you would think that the first thing he does, as the embodiment and the manifestation of the midah of Yisoh, this midah of Shefa of Brach of giving in the world, the first thing he would do would be giving. But what's fascinating is, is that the first advice, the first, you know, you know decree that he makes, so to speak, in this position as the embodiment of the midah of Yisod is actually withholding. Withholding, not giving. Uh, In other words, when he gives the interpretation to Paro's dreams, so he interprets it as we know, that there's going to be seven years of famine, followed by seven uh, seven years of plenty, I'm sorry, followed by seven years of famine, right? And now he's in a position where he's going to give the first decree, the first piece of advice, the first uh, message as a leader, as the of Yisod. And what's his message? The message is that everything that we have during the years of plenty don't use it all hold on to it separate the 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 excess of the plenty years and save it for the rainy day you know so to speak for what the seven years of famine now again obviously it makes sense in the context of the story that's the advice because there's seven years of famine coming so you know it only makes sense that you should take the the bounty that you have now and uh, you know have a little foresight and don't use everything that you have in front of you save it for what you know is going to be a difficult time around the corner. So it's not like this is a a difficult, you know, piece of advice to really understand in the context of of that particular event in history. But but thinking of it from a pinemistic perspective, that this is the Midah of Yisod, this is Yosef Atzadik, again, the first time in, in, in his life, and, the world's, in, and in the world, in the Bria, for there being a person who is the embodiment of the Midah of Yisod. And Yisod is all about chef. it's all about giving, it's all about, it's all about doing, it's all about f- the, the flow of energy moving, and moving, and creativity. And the, and the advice of the Midah of Yisod, the first thing he says is what? Is to withdraw, is to hold back, to constrict oneself to constrict oneself which is that constriction that 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 pulling oneself making oneself small in a sense and not expanding and not extending one's reach you know to grab more and more and more rather to only grab what's in front of you and leave the rest that constriction like you're growing you're growing produce you know you're growing uh, wheat uh, he's saying to the farmers and the normal mead of you sowed would be shefa means God is giving you bounty, you take all the bounty. But Yosef Atzadik, at the Midah Yesod, the first message of Midah V'isod is what? Is don't take everything. Don't take everything. Take what you need, but the rest, leave for the government to come and, and organize it and make storehouses and uh, save it for, for the years of plenty. The question is, in Avodah Hashem, what is this telling us? What is this telling us about our relationship with Shefa? That's really the question. What is this telling us about our relationship with bracha and shefa that Yosef Tzaddik is telling us that the first interaction we have with shefa should be in a way of withholding, of withdrawing, of not taking everything. It's a funny thing. Another couple of questions sort of along these same lines. You know, there's a, there's a Pasuk that became Yishmak and you know. It says in Pasuk, It says that Hashem says, I'm going to send you blessing, I'm going to I'm going to give you Shefa, Bracha blessing, Adbali Dai, till where it's more than enough. So, Chazal say that the words Adbali Dai doesn't just mean more than enough, it means Mamish, Mamish, way beyond more than enough. Hashem says, I'm going to keep on giving you so much to the point of where your lips will become worn out by saying enough, enough, enough. That's what the busting means. So, you know, when you sing that, Niggin, or you think about it, or, you know, just initially, it sounds like it's so nice. I mamish momish giving. But if you think about it a little bit more, it's momish appellate. It doesn't make any sense. If we're saying enough, it means, like, it's enough. Like, so, you know, you can't. when you have too much of a good thing is not good. So, you would think, okay, Hashem is giving us good things, and when we say it's enough, okay, so Hashem will say, fine. I don't want to. I can't give you more. I, my whole giving is for the purposes of making you happy, of giving you what you need. If it's too much for you to handle, then they not. You know, the example I've given is like, you know, uh, you know, if you have the capacity in your house. Let's say, you know, Shavuot Chanukah, a lot of people have guests or they go away. So, you know, when you go to someone's house or if you're staying there. Or someone staying by you, if you have, if the accommodations are big enough for the guests, then it's kishmak. So you can have thir- having thirty people over is a beautiful thing if you could accommodate thirty people. If you could only accommodate five people and thirty people show up, guess what? All of a sudden, this is not a blessing. So having too much is not good. You know, you don't want too much. So it's one thing if Hashem says, "Okay, I'm going to give you a blessing," and when you say it's enough, I'll stop. But Hashem is going to keep on giving until your lips are worn out with saying "stop." Why is that a good thing? What does that mean? Like, first of all, Hashem on His own should only give us what we need and not too much, because too much is never good. But even if Hashem is giving too much, once we say it's too much, then that should be the end of it. The the, 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 the according to the interpretation of Chazal is like we keep we're saying stop stop stop, and Hashem is like refusing to stop. What, what, what does that mean? How do we figure that out? And finally, third question. Chazal say also regarding Shefa, all regarding Shefa and Brach and, and, and Bounty. It says in Pasuk, mm-hmm. You should surely give mycer of the produce that you uh, produce in your field. Right? That's Miser. Person has uh, crops in Israel, whatever. So he has to take over 10th, give it to the levy. Uh, other percentages to kahanim and so on, different uh, different tithes, different uh, amounts of tzedakah basically. So Chazal say, famously, aser to it says it twice, you should surely give myaser, why does it have to say it twice in a double double way, aser to So Chazal make a drosh that the, the sin could be replaced with a shin. And so you could read it, aser, give off tithes, give off maiser tis asher, in order for the purposes of becoming wealthy. Aser Asher In other words, that the, what the pasuk is hinting to us is that a skula for wealth is to actually give tzedakah. The more a person gives tzedakah, the more it's a skula for shefa to come to the person's life. Okay, that's what I'll say. We're used to that. We've heard of that before. But the question is, what are the what are sort of what's the mechanics of that? Like, what, why is that? I mean, it's, I guess it's a nice thing. Hashem wants us to give tzedakah, and He knows that people like money, so He gives He made this like trick that if you give tzedakah, you'll get more money. But Hashem is not, uh, you know, he's, he's not like a rebbe in a classroom just trying to find ways to get kids to listen. You know, there's 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 a chesed behind it. There's a mechanics of how these things work. So why is it taka that by giving tzedakah, by not using all the bounty for yourself, but rather withdrawing and separating a part of it for others and for the sake for the sake of tzedakah, why is that a skula to become wealthy? Why is that? Okay. So let me share with you an idea that we find from the Beis Yaakov, the son of the Meish He says the following idea. It's a, it's a simple point, but it's an important one. He says that very often, let's give a simple example, you have, let's say you have two friends, and, or it could be a husband and wife for that matter, you name it, two people that are close with each other. Very often he says people give gifts, right? So that's such a thing, it's a show of affection. Reuven gives Shimon a gift, it's his birthday, or they're just in the mood, they 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 show affection to each other, you know, or he takes, takes his friend out for dinner, or he takes his wife out for dinner, whatever, you know. He said Sedrubiangal sir very often, if a person is being given a tremendously beautiful and, and big gift, and it's all for the purposes of the giver showing how much how much how much connection he feels. To the one that he's giving the gift to, right? It's not about the gift; it's really about the uh, the relationship that the gift is trying to show or trying to enhance. But said Rabbi Yonkah it's an obvious point. He says very often when the gift is so amazing and so big, very often the, the it could get the, the the message can get lost in the gift itself. Whereas, if a person receives that gift, right? And the person says, "Well, oh, thank you so much, you know, my friend, this, this means so much to me and it's such a beautiful gift. The idea is to receive that gift, but to make sure that the gift doesn't overwhelm and doesn't overshadow the bond between the, 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 the soul of the giver and the soul of the receiver. The ultimate point is for the giver and the receiver to become united, for them to feel that closeness to each other, and it's through packaging, so it's through a gift. But, it, but we have to make sure that when you receive a gift, or when you give a gift, that the message and the real hiscashurist between the giver and the receiver is not overshadowed by the gift itself. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you're not supposed to give a good gift, a nice gift? Of course not. You know, one of the halachas, for example, of uh, of gift giving, which is like, like a shalach manas, right? Shalach is gift giving. So one of the halachas of shalach manas, according to many post and many rishonim, is that the gift should be appropriate based on the position of the giver and the position of the receiver, right? So if a person is exceedingly uh, well-off and, and blessed by Hashem, and he's stingy, you know. And in, in shalach again, uh, you know. Not saying unpractical halacha but you know, if a guy and you know a guy comes to the door for shalach and he just gives like a can of corn and a can of peas, uh, you know, listen, was he yotzei? I mean, yeah, technically, but a lot of poskim would say that that's not really that's not really appropriate because like you should give if the if the idea is to is to make a kesher between you and the one that you are giving, so the gift has to be appropriate based on those people. But on the other hand. There also is a concern that what that the, the 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 relationship and the bond, the love, shouldn't be overshadowed by the gift. No, that just like it is with people, so too this with, with us and Hashem. Hashem wants to give, and everything Hashem gives us, on all levels, is is an expression of Hashem's love for us. It's an expression of how much Hashem wants to connect to us and how much He wants us to connect to Him. But there's always a concern. The concern is that maybe we'll just get lost in the gift itself. I mean, this happens, right? People, people experience good things in life and uh, they get, you know, people very often, you know, we, we all experience this to some extent that we sort of get lost in the gift. Or sometimes it's even negative experiences, which is also a gift. Everything comes from Hashem. And we sort of get lost in that negative experience too. The idea is therefore to receive the gift and Hashem is going to give based on what we need and based on how much He wants to give. Obviously, Hashem, is, uh, Hashem can give an incredible amount, and so He has to hold Himself back to begin with. But ultimately, we want Hashem to give us everything we could possibly need and possibly want. We shouldn't have to want and need anything in the world. We want to have an abundance. But we also have to make sure that when we receive that abundance, we're not overshad- we're not getting lost in the gift. So how do you do that? This is what Yosef Tzaddik is teaching us. What Yosef Tzaddik is teaching us is is that when a person receives blessing, if they designate a particular amount of it, not for themselves, but for tzedakah, and again, obviously it's guided by halacha, you know, you have to give miser, and there's other situations, you know, where to give your money and so on. But the concept of tzedakah, this is the idea, that tzedakah not only is a beautiful inyan for the purposes of, first of all, it's a mitzvah, okay, aleph, and second of all, it also obviously helps those that are in need. So That's a beautiful zach. But what, the, what Rabbi Yakov is revealing to us is an amazing thing: is that it also helps to make sure that the person that actually that that, that is actually giving the tzedakah, the 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 that that he, that the 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 money that he received from Hashem is not overshadowing the fact that it was given to him by Hashem. So again, it's not simply as just a reminder that everything I have comes from Hashem, but it's a it's it's an avoid of not getting lost in the gift. It's a of not getting lost in the gift, and by doing so, because because again, if you think of, think about it in the, in, the, in these terms, if it was all about the gift, if it was all about you know the blessing that 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 Hashem is giving you, then you would be all in, right? Then you would want to use every single penny, you know, for your own personal needs. There wouldn't be anything wrong with that necessarily, but it would it would definitely put a person in a position where they might lose sight of the giver of the gift and what the real gift was about. But by withholding, by withdrawing, by saying, okay, this particular percentage According to Shulchan Aruch, which is something we have to do anyway, but this particular percentage or, or whatever, this is, whatever the amount is, this is des- designated to tzedakah, it's not only simply a way of making sure that, obviously, I fulfill my obligations of tzedakah, but it's much more than that. It, 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 it makes sure that I am not getting lost in the gift, and I'm reminding myself by not getting lost in the gift, I'm, I'm, a, I'm making sure that the gift doesn't overshadow the very fact that I was given a gift, Instead of just focusing on the actual present, to focus on the fact that you were given a present. That's really the point. Therefore, this is why the, the, the concept of giving tzedakah is a school for, for wealth. It's not just like a trick. The idea is, by giving tzedakah, you're maintaining the kesher between you and the one that gave you the gift. Between you and the Rabbanu Shlomo. Because again, without giving tzedakah, and again, as I said, tzedakah is financial. And tzedakah also means other ways. Every gift that a person has, a person has to give tzedakah on. So, a person is given a gift, a talent. Whether it be uh, the person, uh, you know, it, it, you know, he has a good sense of humor. So, you have to give advice on that. You have to be able to use your humor in a way of helping other yidden. Don't use it for yourself only when it, you know, when it, uh, when it's a, when you have to use it obviously when it's appropriate. You know, but but not only use it when it when it just is beneficial for you. You know, like the Gemara says, a Ma'is in Tynus where uh, one of the uh, one of the Amaroim was walking in the marketplace, and he met Elionovi uh, He was a big tzaddik, obviously. You know, he met Elionavi, and he asked Elionovi "Is there anyone in this marketplace that's going straight to Gan So Elionavi looked around, and he said, "Yeah, those two Yidin over there, their are Ma'amish, b'nei Oil So this this Amor went over to them and started a conversation. You know, not he didn't want to. You know divulge the secret but he just wanted to find out about these yid and what they do and he asked them what do you do for a living and they said they're buthana and they're comedians he said okay it's interesting what do you and 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 how do you uh, what do you do with your badchans besides making a living they say that we also give to with our parthanas what do I mean they said that whenever we see a Jew that's depressed pro bono we go over we just say jokes to try to make him feel better and that's a Ben olam haba you know why? Because that is a, that, those two guys received a gift from Hashem. It wasn't necessarily financial only. They received a gift from Hashem that's called a good sense of humor. But, they, but by giving maiser, by giving tzedakah from that gift, they're making sure that they're not losing sight of the, of the giver of the gift in their lives by just completely getting lost in the, the gift itself of the sense of humor. By separating a percentage of it, so to speak, to the side where this is not for me that automatically refocuses a person to make sure that they're not getting lost in the gift itself and therefore maintaining the connection between them and the one that gave them the gift. And when that that connection between you and the Rabbanu Shalom is intact, then of course the Shefa will continue to flow. The, the Shefa automatically flows between Hashem and the Jewish people as long as we're looking at each other face to face. As long as, God forbid, one of those two parties, either Rabbanu Shalom or us, God forbid, turn their back on the other one, then the Shefa stops. But as long as there's a there's a face-to-face relationship between us and God, then automatically Shefa will flow. How do you maintain that face-to-face relationship while you're being given a gift? It's by making sure that you don't lose focus, lose eye contact with Hashem, so to speak, and by becoming completely lost in the gift. Hashem is giving you the gift, but you maintain eye contact with Hashem, so to speak. How do you do that? By making sure that you separate a percentage of that gift for the sake of others. By doing so, then that's maintaining eye contact. That's making sure that you're not getting lost in the gift itself, but you're maintaining that consciousness of where is this gift coming from? It's coming from Hashem. And the, and the way I'm reminding myself of that is by not using every single percentage of this gift for myself. That's for a sense of humor. It's financial. It's good. It's for a person's brain. If a person is talented, a person is a very smart. So don't just use your brains for your own personal, uh, you know, uh, progress in life. You help other people solve their problems too. Everything is miserable. Everything is a gift from Hashem and we have to give stuck on everything. This is what it means when Hashem says I'm going to give you blessing until your lips are, are 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 worn out by saying die. It doesn't mean that Hashem is going to give us more than enough. But it means whatever Hashem gives us we have to say to a certain part of it die. We have to say to a certain part of it for me, that's enough, and the rest I'm going to give to the Jewish people. I'm going to give to others, I'm going to help others out. Again, like I said, financially, or any any gift, don't we have to f- stop thinking of tzedakah just pure, pure, purely uh, dollars and cents. Everything we have is a gift, and in order to make sure that we maintain eye contact with Hashem, as I said, we have to give a percentage of that to others to make sure that we're not getting lost in the gift itself, rather seeing it and rem- remembering that it's taka, a gift from the naisen, from the giver of all gifts. And that's what it means, bracha. Our avoid always is to say die. It doesn't mean to say die, Hashem, it's enough, don't give me anything. But it means whatever you give me, Hashem, I'm not going to allow myself to get completely lost in it. How am I going to make sure that I that I remain a little bit separated, that I that I remain a little bit Disconnected from the gift to maintain eye contact with you, the way I'm going to do that is by making sure that I don't use a hundred percent of it for my own personal benefit. You should use Hashem is giving you a blessing, whatever the, in whatever capacity, in whatever way. Of course, use it. Uh, that's what Hashem wants of us. Avada, but a certain percentage of it to designate for others, that itself is what helps us maintain eye contact with Hashem. That's what it means. And this is exactly the first message of Yosef HaTzadik. The Tzadik Yisod Olam, the one that embodies this Indian of Shefa, of Bracha coming to the world, the first message of that is that in order to maintain that Shefa, you want to have that Ashiris on some level, you want the, the Shefa to continue, the only way to do that is by maintaining face to face with Hashem. How do you do that? By holding back, by not using every single bit of the present for your own personal benefit, by doing so, you're withdrawing a little bit from focusing on the gift, and by withdrawing your eyes from the gift, you're maintaining your eye contact with the noisin, with the giver of the gift, with Hashem Yisburach Himself. So yes itself, he's a, he's telling us the biggest etza in terms of maintaining Shafa, of allowing Shefa to come is not being selfish about it, and not allowing yourself to use all the bracha that you received in your life just for your own personal benefit. Well, that's, that's, that, and that's really the need of Hanukkah too, you know, the holy Hanukkah is Messias Nefesh, the holy need Hanukkah is to keep that eye contact with Hashem face-to-face despite the fact there's a million distractions all around. That's the, that's the void of Hanukkah, that's the void of Golas, you know, there's so much distraction, so many things to grab our attention. And again, I, on all levels, Mamish, on all levels, everything in life, we have to think of it as like a battle between the Ivana and the Hashmanaim. And every time you open your eyes, there's a battle going on. Something is trying to grab your attention, grab your eye contact. That's what's happening over here. And the Indian of Hanukkah is a naim, Shimirs to watch the eyes is to look at the Hanukkah candles. We don't have permission to use the candles for our benefit, but just to look at the candles. The need of looking at the candles of Shmir Sinayim, it's not just not looking at the bad things. That's obvious. But Shmir Sinayim on a much deeper level means maintaining eye contact with the Rabbin Shalom. And the way to maintain eye contact with the Rabbin Shalom is by not becoming completely distracted by everything else. And by actually using and 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 by maintaining eye contact with Hashem, Adarab, more shefa will come. Aser Tis Asher. The more eye contact there is, the more shefa. This is why the meaning of Kal Yisrael is with um, with Hanukkah, which is all connected with the light of Hanukkah and eyesight and maintaining eye contact with the light. There's a meaning of Hanukkah guilt of giving of giving tzedakah, giving tzedakah and receiving and receiving gifts. Right? It's not a small thing. We have to. We have to become deeper people. If there's such a minig and Yisrael of Hanukkah gelt, or the way it sort of, uh, you know, develops in recent years of, of giving gifts, so you can look at that superficially, you could say, oh, see, didn't are just copying game, you know, this time of year, also they like giving gifts. But Vushon is such a thing. If didn't do such a thing, it's it's deep, it's profound. Through maintaining eye contact with the Rabbanu Shluelam, which is what the Hanukkah light is about, and what it means, the, the conflict between us and the Yavanim Yavon means darkness. Yavon means having your eyes closed. It means not having eye contact with Hashem. It means back-to-back. Yavon means becoming distracted with the gifts of this world. The more we can maintain eye contact with Hashem, the more Shefa we receive. The more blessing, the more Hanukkah gelt, the more Hanukkah gifts. And the uh, Indian is... To give off miser. and by the way, I'll tell you something. If if those that 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 you know are blessed with children as Hashem and and have this minute of giving Hanukkah geld, it's such an amazing opportunity to use this time to really talk and give off the lesson, give off the message of, of tzedakah. And and again, it's it, 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 every time it's a, it's an appropriate zach to to train every single one of us to give tzedakah. And again, understand, I'm not just talking about. Dollars and cents, which is obviously a tzaduke, but I'm talking about everything, everything, every blessing that a person has, every talent you have, every any positive situation a person finds themselves in. We always have to think, what tzaduke can I give in this situation? Aleph, because there are those that don't have that those blessings, and we could help them. Bayes, it's a mitzvah, stam. But number three which is more of the context of what we're talking about the Gabi Chanukah, is that by doing so, it ensures that your eye contact is strong with your Bani Shalom. You're maintaining upon him upon him. And Memele, the Shefa will continue. No, Hashem Shubbaz each and every one of you with a Alech Chanukah, Alech Shabbos. And we should be zaycha to, uh, from break together, to be v'simcha together, to look each other, in, in eye contact with each other, eye contact with the Rav and only experience mm-hmm. shefa, uh, bracha, v'atzlacha, mamish, v'raikoslecha, and bracha, ad, Beli, dai, v'yaz, kol tzedek, me'ar amen.